going against the current of culture. Since 2015, we are the Upstream Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Upstream Podcast Season 2. I know it's been about five years since we last recorded um, due to various things in our lives, but we're back. Uh, I, we'll see how this, this, this mess of a podcast goes. Um, I am the ever-present Lake the Pondling. With me is my co-host Slayer Spain. Hello. Yeah, and our guest for tonight is Dragon Keeper. Hello. Uh, welcome, gentlemen, to the podcast. It's been a long time. Um, we're for those of you guys who may have listened to some of our early episodes, we did about four years ago. We are going to try doing a slightly different format. We're going to talk about our topic first for about. 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long we feel like it goes, and then we're going to wind up with things we've watched, seen lately. So, our topic tonight, appropriately, is reboots and remakes. Are they ever a good thing? Um, <laughs> and uh, such... Uh, I'm sure we'll get on off on rabbit trails and stuff, but we're going to start with that. All right. Uh, who wants to share their opinions of reboots and remakes? Well, um, to start out with, you know, in the term in the realm of video games, at least, you know, a remake. I think there's a difference between like a remake and a remaster. Mm. Okay. You know, like a remake is a. Uh, well. Like, say, Ocarina of Time versus Ocarina of Time 3D. Ocarina of Time 3D is a remake. You know, like, they went in, they uh, created a new graphics engine, they, you know, updated some of the old things that weren't doing so well. You know, like, they generally came in and kind of modernized the game. Whereas, you know, a remaster, like, a remaster would be like the Shadow of the Colossus remaster they put out for the PS3. You know, like, they improved the graphics some. But, you know, like, generally kind of leave everything else untouched. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're basically, you're essentially making the distinction, saying that a remake starts from the ground up, remakes those assets, whereas a remaster just takes the old um, assets and upscales them, kind of like what yes. Twilight Princess HD did for the Wii U. Precisely. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, a, re, a remaster can make one or two changes... But you know, generally they, they leave everything intact. Okay. Like they, they don't really, and any changes they make aren't really like much more than superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of that's video games. But when we get into things like films and TV, I think remake. I don't think I think films in uh I think generally reboots and remasters are more widely accepted in video games. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, why do you guys think that is? Well, I mean, so when it comes to video games, you generally don't have to worry too much about um, the way actors look, the way they can perform. Uh, you mm-hmm. have voices for sure, but even at that, you can mimic like original voices pretty well, via, mm-hmm. either via somebody who's just really good at uh, 
impersonations or just using the right computer programming you can make the similar voices so you know just just that alone can make the massive difference because when you go and make a remake remake of a movie uh especially if it's been like 25 years you can't just bring back the original actor and it won't be just the same as it was before uh like mm -hmm. i mean like the new terminator movie just as an example you know arnold is way too old so he doesn't have the same flair on tv as he used to so mm -hmm. uh, that's i think the biggest factor that changes people's opinions via video game or movie i mean sometimes Okay, so even the video game, it can flop. What was it there? Was it that one Bomberman game where it was all grit, dark and gritty? Bomberman X Zero. Yeah. Don't ask me how that, that did not. That did not sell well. If I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly. No, it, it, it bombed pretty badly. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think that there is a issue when people try to change the series formula too much. Mm. Um. You can get by, I think, with a lot of remasters and remakes and reimaginings and sequels and stuff. Which is sequels is a different, is an entirely different thing. But I think there's a difference between a Bomberman Act Zero and Breath of the Wild, for instance. Because oh. Breath of the Wild is a complete reimagining, but it works really well. Okay. But, I mean, Breath of the Wild is more kind of a I'd say it's more kind of a soft remake mm -hmm. because it keeps I, I mean obviously it kind of every Zelda game prior to Link, prior to Breath of the Wild has been more or less in under the formula that Link to the Past defined mm -hmm. and you know Breath of the Wild definitely bucks that formula but you know like it's not like a total reimagining or whatever mm -hmm. you know like there's still a lot of similarities between it and past Zelda games and as someone who has currently stuck on the stupid water blight Ganon, I can I can attest to that. <laughs> I hate that guy so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see your point there. Although one thing that sticks to me about reboots and reimaginings is, uh, did either of you see any of the Ghostbusters remake that they did a couple years ago, yes. like two thousands? Yeah. Oh, I did not intentionally watch it, to be honest. To be up front, I was not intentionally watching it. But I was stuck at an auto mechanic, <laughs> and it was playing on TV. So, it was playing on TV, and me and this lady were there, sitting there. I was kind of watching the, the lady, just because people watching is fun. <laughs> she laughed harder at a Geico commercial than she did the movie. Mm, I mean... Now, to be fair, Geico commercials are kind of funny. Yeah. But the entire the movie, she didn't laugh. The Geico commercial, she thought, was more funny. I, uh, I think that's an example of a very bad reboot. It's what happens when you try to... Make it for the 21st century, or something. Well, I yeah. mean, even even they admitted mm -hmm. that one of the biggest thing driving factors is that it was supposed to be an all female reboot, and yeah, it's been proven time and time again, especially in the past several years, that 
-hmm. people don't want this. They don't want yeah. this all-female one. Like, it's fine having female protagonists, but just stop remaking all these movies to have specifically female protagonists just because, meh, feminism. Yeah, I I get that, yeah. And I think that's what that made that movie suffer. Is Beyond the horrible I'm not script blaming. Writing. I'm not blaming the actresses. No, I would say no. the fault lies more in probably directing and writing than it did with the act actresses. Because those ladies are pretty funny. They can probably act pretty well when mm. given a good script and good direction, but I don't think they were given a good script and good direction. I agree. It, yeah, it was... I was not impressed by what I saw. I maybe chuckled at, like, one part, and that was it. <laughs> of the entire movie. Where I... Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I chuckled. The, the only part I remember actually chuckling at was when I saw Chris Hemsworth come on the screen... And I chuckled, and that was that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did a good job, but for for the lousy script, he did a good job. I mean, like he, I, I think he had some of the best script writing out of any of the characters. Sadly enough. Yeah. I. Yeah, I think they could have done so much more with that. That's the one that kind of like sticks out, especially in recent years, as like. That is not a good remake or reboot of a classic film. Mm -hmm. Now, it is possible to reboot or remake something and get it right. Um, I think the new DuckTales cartoon gets it pretty right. I have not seen it, so I, uh, I can't say anything on this. It is definitely different if you've seen the original in any regard. Mm -hmm. But... It also takes in um, elements of the original comics from, like, the 1930s and 40s and brings those in. Okay. So there's stuff in there from, like, the 1930s and 40s comics by Carl Barks that definitely influenced the modern cartoon. Right. As well as things like Darkwing Duck. <laughs> which, when I checked out... Uh, now that's, that's the thing for another, t for another time. That's the thing for later on. Um... Any of you have a reboot or remake or anything like that you want to sort of bash on or dislike or point out flaws with it? Well, um, just things that we dislike. Yeah. What What makes you th what think What do you think makes a bad reboot or remake a bad reboot or remake? A bad remake would be something that is either worse than well. Well, I mean, I guess. I think to be bad specifically as a remake and not just, like, you know, bad in general would be, like, it either completely misses the point of what the original work was trying to capture mm -hmm. or sort of, like, utterly pollutes the original work, like uh, Sonic Genesis for the Game Boy <laughs> Advance <laughs> is okay. arguably an even worse Sonic game than Sonic 2006... Right. But what makes it particularly Sonic has a lot of bad games too. Well, be fair. yes, but you, 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 what makes this game so insidious is it's taking one of the most classic games of all time and then it turns it into this unplayable mess. Hmm. That like you know, so just someone out there that's their first and probably only Sonic game because. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that, if that's what the rest of the series is, why, like, why would I want to play that type thing, you know? 
Right, right. Yeah. So when you have a, a remake or port or whatever that so fails so catastrophically, like I think that is that we can say that's a bad remake. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I know that uh, there was a huge uh, brouhaha when uh, Torchlight 2 got ported over to consoles because that game got messed up pretty hard on consoles. Mm. And it's sad because on PC I played and bought and a Slayer's Blade is played with me. We can attest yeah. that's a fun game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hack and slash. It's a fun little hack and slash. It's sad that it kind of the port kind of flopped. Right. And they didn't pick up the ball well. Uh. Alright. Mm. Uh, so, bad reviews. So we've, we said, they don't respect the source material. They try to make changes, I think, for the sake of making changes. Or yeah. to seem current year, <laughs> I think, is one of the big, one of the big things. Is they try to seem, oh, this is... 2019. Right. Or, yeah. Okay, it's like, we're going to take this, this... It works sometimes. But I think it doesn't work in other times. And I think a lot of... Even with stuff that has been around for centuries, I think it's impossible to, re mess, possible to mess up a reboot. Like, the old... Like, The Legend of Robin Hood has been messed up how many times <laughs> in movies? The only there good one was the Disney ones. cartoon. Mm, <laughs> I'm going to argue for the 1930s version is pretty good, too. Okay. That was... So, my buckles were sufficiently swashed with that one. Uh, I, I saw it, and it was, it, was a, it was fun. But, yeah, like the modern gritty remakes... What's the point of? Do you think it ever? You think adding more dark elements ever helps anything? I mean, I guess it depends on how, well, like, what the movie is supposed to be about, and how much the original actually touched on those elements. I mean, if we're going over a, if the movie's about a villain, and in the original movie they really didn't have much, like, like I, I want to point this out, it. Uh, as, okay. You know, from what I know, the original one, it just it wasn't that it wasn't as much of a horror. They didn't seem to go into a lot of detail as much. So then, like the remake, the newer one, ha it was a lot darker, and mm -hmm. it really helped give a lot more character to the villain. So mm -hmm. you know, going that direction, it certainly does help. But in other ones, like if you take a um, superhero movie, like. Batman, for example, and you make it really dark. It like some of that isn't necessary because, uh, especially with like I mean the the Dark Knight. I mean, you know, they already got pretty with, dark. I mean, Batman. Oh, yeah. Batman, darker, I think, is a particularly isn't really necessary because they've already they've already shown how dark of it can be. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to see anyway. <laughs> whatever it's called, where you know, like they they come in and Batman's like. Uh, you know, killing people and branding them, and you know, like his first gut response is, you know, I'm going to kill Superman because mm -hmm. the title of this movie is Batman vs. Superman, or excuse me, Batman v Superman. Yeah, which, right. which I mean, Batman killing I, like Batman. 
Yeah, I think Batman they did doesn't worse kill, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I I'm think. not going to go on that. But what um, I understand with Man of Steel. Yeah, I think yeah. one remake or whatever. I kind of actually think that does better with like darkness and stuff is um, Black Mesa. It's a remake of Half Life. Like the first, the the first four chap, like you know, the first few chapters of the original Half Life. You're in a science facility that's like falling apart. Yeah, and okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Black Mesa, I think, like, through better graphics and atmospheric effects and stuff, definitely captured that feel better than the original mm-hmm. game. Now, the rest of the other half of Black Mesa, I'm not too thrilled about, but that first half, I think, is better than the original game in some respect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I think like other thoughts on remakes. If, if you really, I, I, personally, I'd say like if you're going to make a remake or Honestly, reboot or whatever, first of all, well. you need to sit down yeah. and, and like consider if this is actually worth you know doing. Because you know some things, frankly, don't need to be remade. You know, like it's a wonderful life doesn't need to be remade with you know crap politically correct mm-hmm. stuff like that, or you know like and then. I think one one trend that I really wish would start would be taking things that were terrible to begin with and remaking them better, like yeah, you know Sonic right. 06. But and there is actually a uh, group of people crazy enough to try and port Sonic 06 mm-hmm. to the PC so they can fix the game. <laughs> so, so you know, if if we saw more remakes like that, you know, I, I think that that could actually have potential, you know, to, to sort right. of. I'm sure there is. Yeah, a game that was terrible, or you know, like a movie that had a good concept, and maybe reshooting it to actually, you know, deliver on that concept or something. Take a game that was terrible and then fixing it to be better, or remaking it to be better. Well, I guess that's all of our thoughts on reboots and remakes and reimaginings. Yay. All right, so we're going to move on to the sort of the second half, which is kind of our mini review, what we've been reading, well, watching, been, listening to lately. So, okay. who well, would I've like to start? I've been playing uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, which... Anybody? We're, we're going to probably well, get to an episode where I'll have a lot ahead. to say about that because it's a very, very interesting media piece of media to discuss. Okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get to that someday. But um, I've also been playing Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know the the I I mean of the two I well I haven't really gotten the far enough with the third one, one to say, yeah, so one. say that, but yeah I always Both? we just mentioned okay. it was one of the first GameCube games I ever had so you know it's always been a, actually I think it might have been the first small Pikmin mm-hmm. yeah it was mm-hmm. yeah I think it was a launch title um. So, uh, how? So what's your I mean, I think the on, first uh, one, the two 
the comparison between the two? I think the first one had a, a sort of uh, atmosphere to it that the other two, both the 3DS and the Switch one, never really I know it's a sequel, got. Because but... the first one kind of was like a little bit of a horror game. I mean, I mean, not not too much, but you know, like there were, like it was definitely a little more serious in tone. And you know, the other two never really got mm-hmm. that. Um, okay. I mean, well, the Zelda, Anything but else? Yeah, not not much other than that. <laughs> Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Dragon Keeper, you want to say what you've been into? All right, well, uh, more of what haven't I been into lately. Um, aside, I mean, with how little time I've had to myself lately, I've been very busy. Um, I'm, I'm an avid gamer, so I have quite the collection on hand, and mm-hmm. I've been actually, I, I've been perfectionist just completing everything at the moment but uh recently i played a few interesting games that uh really i don't know reignited my interest but i'm not sure if you're familiar with the surge but um no go ahead give us a quick synopsis okay it's a you play as the uh, as a character who joins in on a, a sort of a crew he gets shipped in, he's in a wheelchair, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to go work at this major company that's trying to save the Earth, and uh, you get uh, mech suits, so it's just kind of, you know, um, exosuits in a sense, like, you mm-hmm. just climb in it, it's just a robot suit that surrounds you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something goes wrong, you get thrown in the garbage, and you have to uh, fight your way through past uh, broken droids that are trying to kill you to get mm-hmm. to the top and try to stop a essentially a nuke from getting launched. And uh, that game was a blast. I mean, everything from the leveling to the suits, like the, the way you can mix and match, or just even the suit designs. Um, mm-hmm. The combat system was amazing. I, I just, I love the game from start to end. And they even have a new game plus, which means, you know, you kind of carry over a little bit of what you have in the first game, and it kind of changes mm-hmm. up the storyline a bit. Um, cool. Aside from that, really most of what I have been doing lately is just completing everything, anything and everything. But um, when it comes to, to shows, I have been binge-watching things while I'm working or doing something else, and I have... I re- recently just completed the newest episodes for BoJack Horseman. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have uh, okay. seen any of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen any of it. I know it's it's like a very this guy with a horse head. He used to be a uh, child actor or something. Uh, it used to be a, an actor in the '90s. Is the the like idea? Like a sitcom star, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a very very adult themed show. Yeah, I know the I know that much about it. That's yeah, funny. so it's it's not really for everyone, but it mm-hmm. it, it it is a pretty funny show. So it, it's it's a good comedy, and for the most part, mm-hmm. like you don't end up with too much content to uh, like you know upset you and keep you from watching it. Like there's 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 it's there, so you got to avoid it. But um, 
the series that it's in, if you're uh, old enough, it, it's 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 probably worth uh, at least watching a few episodes. Oh. Okay. And I'm sure you guys are uh, somewhat familiar with Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like the I've seen the first season. Okay. Part of the second season. I haven't finished the second season. Only really the like the first season's the the season to watch. Uh, the second season, you, like only up to like halfway through, is it any good? And then beyond that, I I don't know. I'm not the big fan of the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be into. Uh, I used to watch Netflix's Voltron for a while, mm-hmm. and then I just. I stopped in the half the last season because I was like, eh. I really just stopped caring. I I, I know that sounds callous to me, but I was like, eh. <laughs> I know a lot of people just kind of stopped caring about that show. Yeah. Toward the end. I don't blame a them. A lot of people just, just don't like it. All right. Uh, is it my turn now? Absolutely. I guess. All right. How's that? So, I decided to be curious and get Disney Plus. Oh. Today, today I did, I did, I did, I did, and I've been seeing a, I've been seeing a ton of ads. It actually works really well. Hmm. It shockingly works, and they have. I've been poking around the app a bit. They have a lot of the really old Disney stuff. Like they have the original Ducktales and Recess and. All the old cartoons and all the old movies and all that stuff on there. So, and it's not that expensive. It's like it's less than Netflix. It's about comparable to Hulu with ads, but it doesn't have the ads on it. Okay. So, it, yeah, all the Disney stuff, all the. So I've been seeing a lot of ads for their original series, The Mandalorian. I don't know if you've been seeing ads for it or not, because mm-hmm. I think it's been kind of like everywhere on YouTube. Yep. Like, it's coming soon, The Mandalorian. So, when I got the app, I decided I was going to... The first thing I watched, I saw, okay, here's this... It's first episodes up, because I think they're more like... They're acting more like a channel. So, they're dropping episodes as they... Like, every once every week or every day, instead of, like, binging the whole thing at the same one time, which I think is maybe a little bit better for you. Slightly. A hair. So... You guys want to know what the show is about? It's not about Boba Fett. I thought, The Mandalorian. Boba Fett, right? Not so much. The guy's a Mandalorian. Yes, he's a bounty hunter. Yes, but that's basically where the similarities to Boba Fett end. There's a lot of questions left. You get the idea that this guy is kind of just starting out because it's set right after the fall of the empire. Hmm. So the empire has fallen, but the whole Force Awakens stuff hasn't happened yet. So I would say it's maybe like twenty or thirty ABY. It's not too far after the Battle of Yavin, uh, after, after the fall of the empire. You know, Luke, uh, Darth Vader chucks the Emperor down the core of the second Darth Star, that Star, and blah blah blah. Right. Not too long after Return of the Jedi is where this, this picks up. So it's in that gap between episode 6 and episode 7 is where it's set. And it's about a nameless Mandalorian bounty hunter, really. Because this show only calls him the Mandalorian, even like the subtitles, because I'm one of those weirdos who watches the show with the subtitles on. <laughs> He's just known as the Mandalorian. It doesn't give him a name. 
Interesting. Though, there is another character I think they're going to make a big part. In the very end of the first episode, he runs into an assassin droid who's working on the same job he is. And the two of them have some very fun banter, and I'm thinking he's going to be part of the show moving forward because he's in the end credits. Like, there's, like, images of him in the end credits with the bounty hunter, so I'm thinking, yeah, this droid's going to be a part of the show going forward. He has to be. What? And... The show has a baby of Yoda's species show up. Yes! Yes! I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> a baby of Yoda's species... You know, the green, well, the yeah, long yeah. ears. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, it, yeah. Shows, it shows up there. In the, in the show, like, okay, interesting. And the guy is very much the sort of very stoic protagonist. I kind of want to see where it goes, because I'm very curious. Mm. Um, as for gaming stuff, I've recently got a Switch. Uh, switch light. So, I've been playing a shocking amount of Tetris 99. It's Battle Royale of Tetris. <laughs> I don't know why. It's Battle Royale of Tetris. I can't explain my fascination with Tetris 99. I really can't. I've been playing quite a bit of it. What? Basically, yeah. I don't know why I like it. I love it a lot. Um, also, lately I've been playing some West of Loathing, which is a fun game. It's basically a stick figure comedy game. Okay. From the same guys who did uh, Kingdom of Loathing. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, I picked up. What, I've, what I'll do sometimes is when I want to explore the eShop, I'll say, okay, I'll put like $10 or $20 on my eShop account and see how many indie games I can get for that amount. I've been surprised. <laughs> so I'll, I'll like, say, okay, 10 or $20. I mean, I have like Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey on there too, but I've also been playing... Oh yeah, SteamWorld Dig. I've been playing that again. I had it on 3DS, but I'm playing it again here. I bought it for like 99 cents. I'm like, okay, I'm going to... That's no that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, as far as shows, I... For some reason, I like cop shows. Yeah. It's a thing in my family cop shows <laughs> yeah so, and i have family? i have hulu i have hulu so i've been watching like random cop shows mm. and random anime on hulu so yeah there's that because i work mornings so i have more t i have most of my afternoon evenings free uh -huh. so well that's kind of the stuff i've been watching and and i will kind of let you guys know because i'll probably watch the second episode of the mandalorian when it drops i'll let you know what weirdness I would say it's a good sh I, I, I liked it I liked the first episode of what I saw but one episode is not a whole season or right. a whole series I mean shows been under drop dramatically after like the first two episodes so alright well I think that's about it so I think we're going to wrap it up for right now so this has been the Upstream Podcast season 2 episode 1 um, thank you for joining us and, uh, we're, and, uh, see you next time. Bye.